Moanings, moanings, moanings. Morning, morning. How y'all doing? Well, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. We be fine. We be fine. I, I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm. At the last time we met, I did a lot of pretending. <laughs> <laughs> I pretended to be screaming for my death just so I can get sympathy. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. boy, have mercy. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. I wouldn't recommend anybody try it. That's <laughs> it. Uh-huh. Yes, I told Mama Bell, she said, I was pretending. You know you weren't really sick. You just wanted to be waited on. I said, you don't tell nobody I was faking. Mm-hmm. No, for sure you won't. Huh? What'd you say? Who, me? I, I, you said something. Yeah, what did you say? Anyway. Yeah, I put the onion under my nose and everything to make me cry and get hot and, and shiver and everything. Yeah, all that was all that was a game, a miserable game. Mm-hmm. I don't re- I don't recommend y'all play it. Okay. But we all we all right now. Yeah. I thank you for your thoughts and your prayers and you know. Uh, uh, We'll move on today. Mom Bells, I was telling you as we wait for the folk to get up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have uh, been working on a on a schedule, a little uh, agenda for next year that we're going to sit down and talk with uh, people like Pastor Bob and our newly uh, appointed council, not council, uh, a delegate. We're going to get her involved in this conversation. We have, uh, uh, at this moment, some 29 events we want to do uh, beginning of August this year. And uh, so I ask you to keep those things in your prayers. Our thought process is to uh, to find a way to activate our community, uh, some of it virtual, others of it uh, physical. Uh, a, a couple things that we're going to do at least virtually is we're going to center uh, some projects around communion. I've always believed, Mama Bell, that communion is just something that you do to me it's almost like you just put your shoes and socks on and just as insignificant as that is communion has in some ways been treated in that mindset that's one of the reasons why uh, I don't discuss it every month around here because I feel if you don't have a real reason to do it you shouldn't just throw something in there just because you're supposed to do it that's 
That's almost like throwing a date in just because you're supposed to. Eventually, your girlfriend or your wife or your boyfriend is going to get mad and they're going to feel like they second rate. You know about that. You got all them boyfriends. You got to please over there. So you, you understand. Yeah. Lesson, Lord. Lesson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've been, I've been thinking, been processing. You know, I was laying down there faking these last two days. One of the things that popped into my brain is, what does the Lord's Supper really mean? And how do you take that and not only spiritually activate the community, but use it to physically as well? And so those are some of the conversations we're going to have. I just wanted to give you a few things to put into your brain uh, to pray for as we uh, head into uh, this summer and into next year. Uh, we're going to get back out there and do some walks and things. I don't expect all of of you to join in. We're going to have, as I said, layers of things. I just mentioned some 29 events. I don't want you to get upset about that because those things are divided by uh, three. Uh, their events will do outside. Events will do, or should I say physical events, and then church events, and then their virtual events. Uh, and so there's three different type of connections that we're going to operate off of. We're going to have classes next year to help you with technology. Uh, there's a lot of phones and different things that the government is giving you with 5G. A lot of our phone systems are being upgraded and bless your hearts you didn't learn the last one so you know I understand where you are when you got a new one just got shipped out to the house and so we're going to be working on a lot of those things so these are a lot of things I hope that you put in your prayers uh, coming up here did they find that young boy no, no. not yet bless his heart Hello, boy. bless his heart Bless his heart. I don't want to say it, but I think by now we've been out here. I just leave that alone. Uh, how long he been gone? It's been a week. I think five or something. It's been more than a week now. And I the same thing. I I just just uh-huh. it's been quite a while. Oh, yeah. Jesus, bless his heart. I'm a, I'm gonna leave that alone because that 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 stirs up some stuff. Uh, so we'll keep that in our thoughts and our and our prayers as well. My dear grandmother will uh, lead us in prayer. Since I didn't already work your nerves and let her go in calm you down with her prayers and then after that mama bell you head over there and introduce your fingers to them them the keys okay and then we'll do a little bit of talking and then brother dennis will close us out in prayer that is our order of service for the day 
Most holy and all wise Father, we just thank you. We love you, God. We thank you, God, you watched over us while we slumbered and slept. We thank you, God, you didn't let fire gut us out. Not a would-be robber to come in on us. We just thank you for your loving arms of protection that you put that you put around us day by day, moment by moment. God, we just thank you this morning. We come to praise your holy and righteous name, God, because you love us so much. And we give you thanks this morning. As we go forth this day, God, we ask you to go before us as leading lambs and behind us as God and protection angels. Keep us. God, ever looking to you, praising you and magnifying your name, God. We just thank you, God. We praise you. Bless every listening ear, God. You know every situation, God. And we ask you, merciful Father, just look down upon us. We thank you this morning, God. We praise you this morning, God. And God, as we go forth, help us to be encouragers one to another. Help us, oh God, to have lifting up words and praising you in the midst of every situation. We just thank you this morning, God. We praise you and we magnify your name. And as the word come forth this morning by us, Pastor God, we ask you right now to minister to him, word his mouth, strengthen him. Build him up on every hand. You knows every situation and every problem. But, God, we give it all to you because we know that you will work all out. And we just said thank you. Praise your holy and righteous name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen.
I want to uh, talk to you in a way that's a little biblical trivia. I'm going to give you some homework. There was a time when the children of Israel came out of one of their major crises. A little bit of a hint. It was one of their times when they were in the river. And as they exited the river, uh, some pillars was built in the river as a reminder of what the Lord had done for them. Anybody remember that time in the Bible? Yes. Jericho. Red Sea. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, they built those pillars because they wanted everybody to know what the Lord had done for them. They wanted their story told their way. In this day of critical race theory and various conversations, I would like to talk to you from the subject, this is my story. Let me tell it my way. This is my story. Let me tell it my way. I have this this conversation, this this moment of thought, because uh, I think about a lot as I've been dealing with a lot of issues and things. And don't worry, I'm going to be on time today because I can walk so I can see the clock. For those of you who thought I got the Holy Ghost Sunday, I just didn't have no clock. That's another conversation. I've been struggling, Mama Bell, because even though we live in a time where there are many persons who desire to find a way to silence the story, of African-American people and various other people for that matter. There are also those who desire to tell the story of same. The sad reality is or the painful reality is Regardless of which side of the spectrum you find yourself on as it pertains to those two topics we just mentioned, it still ends up in a bad situation. You have those who would like to pick and choose what gets discussed and what doesn't get discussed for fear of certain realities being brought to light, and then there are those who have no idea what they're talking about, and they want to discuss it because they're just doing everything they can to not look like the other people on the other side. Am I making sense? So I find myself struggling there 
And that's just black history. Some time ago, some of you may remember it. It's been some time now. I know a lot has happened. There was a major crisis in Puerto Rico, and all the world stopped to do whatever it could to save and provide for Puerto Rico. I was invited to an event down in Virginia Beach, a little restaurant down there. It's run by some Latino peoples or persons, Puerto Rican persons, I guess is the best way to put it. And I have a buddy down there, and I walked up to him, and I pulled him to the side because I was perplexed, and I didn't know how to describe it other than to go straight in for the kill. I didn't mean it the way that I said it, but I did not know how else to say it. And I looked at him, and I was shocked, and, and he saw the shock on my face the confusion on my face. And he looked at me and he said, you all right, brother? And I looked at him and I said, where did all of these Puerto Ricans come from? How have we been in a town for so long and did not know this many people of Latino descent, of Mexican descent, of Spanish descent live here. There's a lot of history that has been suppressed and stories have not properly been told. But back to what we're talking about this month. Because the children of Israel, as many of us know or have come to believe, are the originators of black culture. Some will argue that. That's good. We'll talk about that tomorrow. You will. I'm busy. They found themselves at a crossroads because they were smart people. And being smart people they recognize if we don't make certain that our story is told, nobody else will. So, so our mission statement has to be to do everything we can to properly tell our story. So they built these pillars inside of the river, Anytime someone connects to those pillars, they will have to ask questions. Number one, you don't find pillars like that in the middle of a river. Somebody had to put them there. It's almost like you go out in various parts of the sea and you'll see these little mountains, these little islands that are popped up in between the ferociousness of the waters, and you wonder, we might be 15, 20, 30, or 40 miles away from the whole part of the land, 
And somewhere out in here sits this little piece of land just seemingly floating. How did it get here? Nobody passes by without wonder. And our history and our culture, who we are, should stand so tall that nobody should pass by without wondering how. There's an old song that they used to sing, one of those spirituals. I sometimes, me and Pastor Booth, get into these arguments because I have a problem with modernized church. I have a problem because they have gone into this contemporary mode, and I'm not against contemporary. I like me a little Chris Tomlin and a a little uh, Jeremy Camp, and uh, they got a new guy that works for that passion group now. I can't think of his name. I have no problem with those people, Israel Hooten, all those boys and girls, Destiny's Child, Mary Mary, you can add her in there. But their songs have a tendency to dismiss or omit or bury the actuality of our faith. Fanny Crosby said, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. I'm an heir of salvation, purchased by God, born of his spirit, washed in my blood. Now, before you ask a question of what all that was, what did I just tell you? All I just told you was my story. That is omitted. Sometimes I have a tendency to get in churches and I listen to these songs and and as my grandmother would tell you, I have to sit there quietly because I don't believe in lying to God. Number one, ain't no point. You already know you're full of it anyway. There's a song that somebody sang, I give all myself away. Why are you lying? Well, maybe you got time to give it away. But I'm broken. I'm beat up. I'm busted. I done went down there and worked for the plant 15, 16 hours a day. My fingers cracked. My bones is drunk. I ain't got nothing else to give away. I need a song that says, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirst of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want. I'm hungry. That's the song I need. I need God to come do something for me. How can I praise him when I'm empty? You can't praise God. As the other hymn says, shackled by a heavy burden, leave the note. You can't praise God when you got problems. But when we decide to dismiss, as one praise and worship leader that said, well, what you do when you come to church is you throw your life aside. You don't matter. That's a lie. You do matter. That's why we come to church, to lay our petitions out before the Lord, to discuss our problems before God. And if you're telling me that when I come to church, 
the one place I'm supposed to be able to go to to connect with somebody that can help me, that I can't do that here because the only thing that matters is God and not me, then where do I go? Go to the rock. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, Lord, whether can I go? That's why you go to church, to sing those songs. But the specific part about the hymns that I want to bring up this morning was one of them, an old song, probably not in the hymn book, you have to be buried down in the spiritual section to know it. But it was a testimony. I don't know if those old sisters and brothers knew the Bible, if they could read it. They might not have had a familiarity with the book of Revelation that said that they overcame them, they got victory over the devil because of their testimony. They might not have been able to know that and compare the two. But what they did know is what they felt when they heard and they saw. So they got inspiration to write a song, How I Got Over. How I Got Over. My soul looked back in wonder how I got over. Those pillars was designed to make you wonder. Look at what the Lord has done. How you walk through a river. The average river is somewhere between 60 to 70 miles from the surface to the, to the floor. And you march 3.5 million people through an average of 17 tons. And that's just a little piece of body of water. Hallelujah. One historian would argue that when Moses stretched out his hands and the water separated, the water stood as tall as the greatest empire buildings, skyscraping buildings that New York could ever produce. <clears throat> You can't even see the top of that water, and you walking through on dry land. How did this happen? Uh, oh, my God. My soul looks back and wonders. This is my story. Mm-hmm. Let me tell it my way. There was another song. I just feel like telling songs today. We used to sing down at our church. They used to say, you can't tell it, let me tell it. You don't know what he's done for me. He gave me the, how are we trying to tell other people's story? And then the other part that bothers me is I bring myself to a, to a conclusion here is when some have the mitigated goal to try to tell somebody that their story is inaccurate. How do you know what I went through? How do you know how I felt? You don't know what it was like when I was riding that bus in the 60s. 
And I just realized that some hundred miles to the west, a woman was thrown off the bus because she was tired and, and I was probably sitting somewhere in the same vicinity that she was sitting. The PTSD that I was going through every time I got on that bus, thinking that this could happen to me. We can't dismiss people's pain. And most importantly, we can't dismiss their story. This morning, as Brother Dennis comes to to pray for us, we're in Black History Month, and that's a very appropriate time to discuss a very significant subject. But I would also like to take it as I have done here today, at least in some aspects, that everybody has a story. Everybody has been through something. Your story may not have been as domesticated as others. It may not have been as politicized as others, but you still have a story. You still have a burden that you're carrying, a load that you need shed, that heavy load share, as they call it. Don't let nobody tell you or dismiss how you are feeling. Don't let nobody tell you how you can talk to your creator. You talk to him the way you need to. How you need to get your deliverance, please do that. That's why sometimes I like to end corporate prayer and have you have your own personal time. The preacher wants to tell you how to pray. You can't tell me what's wrong with me. The only thing you can do is lead me to my creator. If I be lifted up, I'll connect with them. I'll work with them. I'll get deep down inside and I'll talk with them. I'll walk with them and I'll tell them. This is my story. And be confident that you can tell it your way. All of you on this line, some of you, many of you are elderly. There's one story that I believe that I can share that you'll agree with. As I spend my time or close my time today in the hymn book, there's many of you who have seen the lightning flashing. You've heard the thunder roll. You felt sim breakers dashing trying to conquer your soul, but you heard the voice of your Savior. While you were scrubbing floors or working for $15 a week, 15 cents a day, you heard the voice of your Savior. And he was bidding you still fight on. And he promised never to leave you. You sit here 60 and 70 and 80 and 90 years old, and I believe you could testify, no, never alone. 
No, I'm never alone. He promised never to leave me. Never, never to leave me. My story that I'm going to tell my way is that he never left me alone. Brother Dennis. Let's pray. And uh, as Eric reminded us, everyone has a story. Every story is different. But most important, every story is important, not only to ourselves, but also to our Savior and our Creator. Father God, we just thank you. We just thank you that you do give us a story. And our story is, is important, and our story is strong. And our story is what we built on. We built our relationship to you on our story. We, we look at where we were, where we came from, and how we're going, and how we're climbing, climbing, climbing that, that tower to your salvation. And once we reach there, what we do with that, and how we keep building and building. And our story is getting greater and greater as each day goes by. Father God, we just thank you that you wrap your arms around us, that you protect us, that you give us the courage to speak our story, that you give us the courage to take care of us. You, you give us the courage to speak out. You give us the courage to cry. Cry for your name and cry cry to you when we need the help. That we know we're not alone. We're not alone. And we never will be. And we will always, always have our story. And we'll always have you. And we'll always have your love. Just continue to watch over us. Give us the strength we need. Protect our families. Protect those that need a little extra little extra encouragement and a little extra love. We thank you. We just glorify you in your holy and precious name. We thank you. Amen and amen. God bless. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.